Hello. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle, P for P Real Talk in the house. And Desiree is not on this night, but hey, we're still here and we still have a wonderful guest. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, Check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's talk. Hey, everybody, it's been a uh, it's been some crazy weather we've been having out in the Midwest. Uh, lots of snow, lots of uh, people trying to drive like it's in the summer. And if you maintain yourself like you maintain your diet and everything else, you'll drive a lot safer. So keep in mind to do that. We've been having some wonderful shows. We've been basically coming closer and closer to the upcoming season. And we have a person on tonight that will be speaking about that to make sure that everyone knows and are well aware in advance of what to expect for this 2018 upcoming season. And I have with me, Tom, I want to make sure I say your name right, so can you say it first? <laughs> it's Tom Kayat. <laughs> okay, Kayat. I was going to say Kiat, so I would have butchered it. So I, I, I'm glad I asked in advance. Tom Kayat. And right Tom is basically with the DFAC, and there's a lot of things going on with that. Uh, I know we've got some questions already upcoming, but I will, I will let him introduce himself, and uh, we'll talk about what's expected from the DFAC, what they're presenting this year, and then we'll get to those questions. So I do apologize for not asking him right out, but I don't think that would be fair <laughs> to our guests. So we'll do that uh, after Tom introduces himself, speaks about his history, and then lays out what's expected uh, to come from the 2018 season. Kalen, how are you doing? Just fine, buddy. I got to tell you, you know you've arrived when you're on P for P Real Talk. You're good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love what you're doing. Love what you're doing, brother. Love what you're doing. Thank you. So I guess people want to know who I am, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Tom, Tom Kayat from Canada. I'm 47 years old. I'm a pro-national bodybuilder with the former IFPA. And mm-hmm. um, people might remember me competing in 2012 at the Jordan Cup. Came fourth place in the middleweight division against a pretty big, bad lineup. Uh, Cleveland Thomas, first place. Yes. Philip Ricardo, second. Eric Allstrop, yes. third. And I somehow squeaked in a, thir- a fourth place there. Right? So um, I'm a school now, teacher. Now, was that day? The... What's that? Was Whitaker on stage that day? Uh, Whitaker was not. And if he was, he would have been in the lightweight class. But that was the year we had Marshall Johnson in there. We had some heavy hitters. That was a big contest. That was a big show that year. That was huge. And that was in Arizona, too, which was really nice with the weather, right? (laughs) Yes. It was beautiful out there. But anyway, I'm, I'm I'm a school teacher as well. And now I'm part of the DFAC executive team. And at this point in time, I'm the new creative mind with the company. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. Kaylin, I had a question for you, actually. Oh, go right ahead. What's the, one thing, what's the one thing we can do to fix natural bodybuilding? Well, the one thing that's on all of our listeners' minds has been uh, a, an outline drug testing format across the board. That's what everybody's been screaming and yelling about, and I know the DFC already does that. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's our take on that. You come to a DFEC show, you're tested via WADA. First yep. place gets tested in every class. And mm-hmm. anybody, I promise you, I promise you, anyone who's suspicious is getting tested as well. Bottom line. Yes. That's all there is to it. Now, if another organization is testing otherwise, so be it. When you come to the DFAC, that's how you're being tested and the discussion. We keep it simple. Yes. Which makes sense. I think, but, you know, this is something <laughs> that Desiree and I have been talking about show after show is, you know, let's all get on one format because if it's about the athletes, then don't you truly want a natural athlete on the stage? Because it just escapes me why this is even a discussion. So, you know, that, that's one of my things, but we can catch on to that later. We still got you to address and uh, your background so people can understand why you're so passionate about, you know, the things you're about to be speaking of. Yeah, right on. Well, you know what? I want to unify the sport as well. You take a look at what's going on. It's, it's completely fractured. You take a look at the organizations, INBA, OCB, INBF, NGA, ANBF, NFF, UFE, IDFA, ICN. Every single show is diluted. When we were back in the, uh, the 90s. We'd go to shows, and there were about one or two shows every three or four months. And boy, mm-hmm. was the competition steep. And when you want a pro card, it meant something. Nowadays, yes. it doesn't mean as much anymore. Right? So what happened? And what happened to the sport? I, I think what really happened is the philosophy went away from the athlete and went more to the, the pocketed money. And it took away yeah. from the sincerity. I mean, because, you know, like, the, the one thing that really hurts is when I hear an organization or a promoter say, you know, it's about the athlete, and then you go to the show, and it's it's anything but. And it's very discouraging to first-time competitors. It's very discouraging to find out the person that won cheated and the testing was done so poorly that, you know, basically it was a, a hit or miss. So, you know, it's it's a lot that needs to be corrected, like you said, and, and it basically starts with truly taking care of the athlete by making sure that they have an interest and a passion like we do or did because some of us are, le- are losing that passion because they're seeing so much uh, bantering, politics, uh, name-calling. Because, you know, I, I, you know it, it, you're in Canada, and God bless that you're there, but in our nation we have basically the leader of our nation speaking out against certain things <laughs> and speaking in a way that's very mm-hmm. unprofessional. And it has trickled very down much so. to the of the of the, uh, of the of the people that basically make up the nation, and that's basically running straight hand in hand with what we're dealing with in the organizations because we're basically following the lead of the organizational leaders. So if there's no positive passion put into the process, then we can't help but basically take on the format that's being shown and presented. And it, it, sadly, it's a lot of negativity and a lot of stuff that takes away from the sport instead of adding to. And that's a big concern for the list, uh, the, the listeners. That's a big concern for the athletes and a big concern for the audience that show up at the venue. So we, we have to be mindful of what we're saying and doing. And I don't think it's politically correct. I think it's just common sense that you speak well of something that you're involved with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I talked to Vicky about it. And I said, Vicky, listen, I'm on board on a few conditions. Condition number one. This is not a money grab for the organization. 
And in fact, Vicky assured me that it's a not for, not for profit organization. I like mm-hmm. I We don't do crossovers, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, there's there's a there's a segment of the population that thinks crossovers are a good idea. I personally think it's a bit of a money grab. I'm just Mm going to put it out there. Um, When you take a look at an organization that is not for profit, that's kind of exciting. Second thing, I said, Vicky, there's got to be WADA testing, and the chain of command in uh, delivering that test has to be rock solid. And again, if there's anybody suspicious you got to fork out the dough. you got to fork out the dough, and you got to test the people. You have to do that. That was the second condition. The third condition was we're not going to cattle herd athletes on. There was a contest that had 300 competitors. Okay, 300 competitors, if I do my math right, is about $100,000 plus in profit. Mm-hmm. And I take a look at an athlete going on stage, and there's like 20 of us on stage. Do you honestly think the judges are going to look at all 20 athletes? The show is too big. You've destroyed the integrity uh-huh. of the show by having, by having 300. So I would say with the DFAC Worlds contest, there has to be a cap. There has to be. For people mm. to get their proper time on stage, there has to be a cap. So part of it is, are people going to get their due diligence on stage? Is the stage lighting going to be rock solid? Is the music going to be rock solid? Is the judging going to be com- completely transparent? If you take a look at one of our Instagram posts, we probably had about nine judges on the stage. Of those nine judges, the top score, one of the scores, gets thrown out. The bottom score gets thrown out. And then you take the yeah. middle scores. And then after that, right after the contest, they better be transparent to everybody. And if that was the guarantee with Vicky that she gave me, then we're good. So now we've taken care of WADA. We've taken care of people's time on stage. Mm-hmm. We've, taken care of proper, we've taken care of proper lighting, transparent judging. On top of that, if you're a pro like myself, and I decide to take a year off to build up my body, do I actually have to pay a membership due on the year that I take off? Who benefits from that? Yeah. It's crazy. DFAC doesn't do that. DFAC doesn't do that. It's not a money grab. I personally think that's a money grab, especially when you put the athlete, that pro athlete on a poster and you advertise to bring people in, yet you're still asking for that pro athlete to pay his dues on the year that he's not competing. Come on. That's not cool. And I think the only organization that might be doing that is the DFAC. So I said, Vicky, I'm in. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. So we decided to give the power back to the athletes. We came up with something called the amateur, I don't know if you've seen the, have you seen the poster? Yeah, the amateur yeah, world super league finals. So the way it works is this. We're going to unite all the athletes. Anyone who places first, second, or third in any drug-free organization, you qualify. If you're on in the top three, you're invited to this quote-unquote super league of all leagues. So what is the super league? It's basically all of the athletes that make up all of the organizations getting together the best of the best to determine who the best amateurs are. And I'll tell you what, well, they- when they come to the contest, there's no politics, there's transparent judging, there's legit drug testing, I promise you that. It won't be a massive show, but it'll be a damn good show. It'll be in a nice warm climate. Miami, Florida, how can you lose? It's on the East Coast, which helps out probably 
the bigger portion of the bodybuilding community. And I'll tell you the other thing, DFAC is pretty affordable to enter. It's one, it's probably the cheapest entrance fee around. That's what we're looking at. And I'm telling you right now, I had a guy from Morocco message me the other day and he says, I'm in. I said, dude, you got to qualify first. You got to place in the top three first. Wait a bit. Right. Show us that you came top three in a drug free organization. And you know what? You might have a shot here. So we're excited about it. I'm getting calls off the hook with regards to this thing, and we haven't even launched yet. Well, if I can interject for a second, uh, one of the things I've noticed, and, you know, a lot of people say one thing and do another, if you have to qualify on defect, you have to qualify on defect. So it, that's not just a statement, and we'll change the rules if, if you know, if things change. No, I mean, that, that's a rock-solid understanding because I know there were people uh, that had competed in the uh, the defect shows that I had competed in, and they did not place in the top five, but they figured, you know, if I submit soon enough, then maybe I might qualify in that area. And they were like, no. And, and, and I understand that because if you're presenting the best, then you have to present the best to call it that. So you can't accept, you know, like you said, if you don't want to dilute the whole process just because somebody, you know, paid their money early, it's not, that's not the point. The point is you got to qualify. Got a place in the top three. You have yes. to. That's all there is to it. You have to place in the top three. You have to have been a part of a reputable drug-free organization. That's yes. the other criteria. And you got to be willing to be tested. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, you know, I, I can speak from uh, first-hand knowledge. This isn't gossip. This isn't hearsay. This is going to happen. I mean, that's part of the requirement. And one of the other things I speak on is the effectiveness in the way it's done. So there's no uh, mishandling. There's no uh, – basically, you don't have nobody doing the wink-wink, hush-hush. It, it's all a joke. No, no. And <laughs> I got to tell you, I actually did a proper test whereby – the athlete is sitting there with two drug officers and you actually have to seal the glass containers. This was an $800 test. You have to put it in the box. You need to seal it. You need to sign it and it gets shipped off. That's the proper way to do it. Yeah. Nowadays organizations don't do it. I know because I've been tested before and they don't do that. I'm pretty hardcore when it comes down to testing and that's all there is going to be to it. You're going to be watched while you pee. It's just one of the mm-hmm. protocol. And then there's a protocol that you got to follow from there. That's simple. Yeah. And it should be that simple. I mean, like, you know, this is the thing, and I, I, I've had debates with many, and I'll put this in air quotes because, you know, just by the questioning and their thought process, you have to question their legitimacy as natural athletes, where they're always questioning, you know, what kind of drug. And I said, if, you, if, you're, if you're a truly natural athlete, you don't really worry about that stuff because you're not really taking in too much other than natural products, food, and, and, and natural supplements. Uh, so there's really no question. You're not basically putting your uh, career at risk to try something mm-hmm. during the season. You should be doing some research. There's a lot of research involved, granted. There's a lot of reading you need to do, granted. And there's a lot of stuff that you have to do. But if you're going to do it right, isn't that basically how you're going about your life and your health? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of your health. And I'm amazed that people are saying, you know, well, I, I'm going to be cavalier on this point because, you know, really, 
I'm questioning the legitimacy of this uh, product, and I'm thinking, well, if it's putting your health at risk, shouldn't that be a bigger concern than whether, you know, you're going to pass a drug test? So, I, you know, I question that yeah, exactly. mentality. Oh, and I'm sure the DBAC has already had to deal with that uh, more times than they're willing to admit. I hear you. True. Very true. So I was at the – um, the, at the uh, season, 2018 season coming up, and you've got all these mm-hmm. things that are going to be happening, and I'm loving the sound of this uh, – Amateur super super show is basically what it sounded like to me because if if you qualify Pretty and much. you limit the time, <laughs> then you're going to have everybody showing up that really wants to be there. It's in Miami, so that's going to be a great time. It's in the fall, so yeah, that's even better because now you have uh, warmer weather when you're trying to get away from the cold weather to begin with. So you know, all right, mm-hmm. what does entail and what do the people have to do? And you know, like you said about the drug testing. It's water, and I, 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 I'm, I'm getting a lot of people questioning, okay, some organizations claim natural, like you said, but they're not doing the actual water testing. So there's a kind of thing, there's many things that might slip through in that organization. So unless you're prepared to be water tested, from what I'm gaining from what you're saying, then you had really better do mm-hmm. some research on the organization you've worked. You better okay. do your research. You, you better do okay. your research. Yes. And we'll make that available because to people. That's part of the process okay. with a with a website and an organization. You've got to go to their site and take a look at it. And we encourage our yeah. athletes to take a look at the site. Right? And if they have any questions, ask us. We've got experts well, on panel to answer your questions, right? You, you guys have gone a little further than that. And, uh, you know, there's a, a, a page where they can basically just, you know, on Facebook, where they can send in pictures of the product and the ingredients. And someone from uh, – I, well, I don't want to say something. David J does the check-in, and to make sure David J is unbelievable. He, yes, so that, he's that's fantastic. A big plus for the, for the lazy ones that don't want to do their own research. He'll do the research for you if you just basically send pictures and the actual list and the ingredients of the product. So you know, there's another mm-hmm. step that's alleviated. So there's that you got to do a lot of things to ensure the natural athlete can stay a natural athlete if they're willing to basically do the slightest, I mean, the least amount of research possible and still be able to do <laughs> Yep. So, you know, it's yeah, you got being it. laid out there for anybody. Go ahead. And the other thing, Kalen, too, is like I said, we're not going to have 300 people on stage. There's, there's no way you can process a show and not have the audience bored out of their skull and athletes waiting until 10, 11 o'clock in the evening. We're not doing that. To be honest with you, I'm making zero money. I'm probably going to lose money with this traveling down. All this is not about making money. This is about putting on mm-hmm. the best show with the, with the best competitors and having the best experience in Miami and saying, you know what? I'm proud of my accomplishments wherever I placed. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and it's, it's when, when you're with the best of the best, that's, you know, something in itself. Because, you, you know, it's not just that you, you're crossing off a bucket list. And I know there's a lot of uh, first-time competitors where that's all they wanted to do. But in order to make it a sport, and you've you got to have passion, but then if you've got a competitive side, this also will drive you to that. Because most people, you know, it's, like I said, if you do a, a local show, you're competing among people amongst your – you're basically amongst your peers. If you're doing a state mm-hmm. – Wide show, then that steps your game up. 
if you're doing an mm-hmm. international, then you had better understand what you're supposed to bring. And the only way that happens is if you do qualify, because then you understand. Cause there's going to be people at the show, because like I said, there were people that were fourth and fifth place and said, well, only missed by a little bit. So, you know, they should give some kind of base. I mean, and that would be politics, honestly, in itself, where you say, okay, well, you know, mm-hmm. since uh, you didn't qualify, we're still going to give you this exemption. That's basically politics. And nobody thinks of it that way because they're saying, well, they sincerely want to compete. But if they didn't bring it at a local show or a state show, how can they bring even better to an international show? And that, that, that's something we need to think about as competitors. We, we, we have a lot of people that complain and can be negative because they didn't place the way they think they should. But that's our mind. That's not a judge's panel. And it's not easy being a judge, but right. we have to address the fact that, you know, you have to do better. And a lot of people don't want to hear that because they're saying, I've done the best I could. And I'm saying, okay, you've done the best you could now, but give it a year, and, hey, you'll see a big change. You'll see a big difference if you put your heart into it. And I'm sure you've had to explain that to many as well. No, Totally. I think here's the biggest problem right now. You take a look at, we have more pros out there than ever before. Yet, having said that, you take a look at the the pro shows over the last two years, and boy, is it ever sparse. You've got three, five, seven competitors on stage. I think some pros would rather put um, put their pro card on Instagram and brag about it than actually get on stage and compete. So what I'm saying here is, let's, let's step it up. So let's talk about our pro DFAC world finals. We got big, bad Nate Williams coming back. Okay. Nate Williams a couple of years ago was phenomenal. The guy's about 28 years old. He's 10 years away from being in his prime. He's 10 years away. He is a natural, a natural Ronnie Coleman. Okay. And I don't like to brag about somebody because, you know, I'd like to compete against the guy, but I personally, I think he kicked my butt at this point being 47 years old. Nate Williams is coming mm-hmm. back. He wants his title. It's going to be scary. Now, I put out that Nate Williams is coming back, and the fact is, I've got a bunch of people that I've contacted. I've got a short list of athletes I'd love to see come back. And you know what? I've got some takers who are saying, I'm in. And if I could just tell you the names, you'd be pumped up. You'd be so excited about who might be coming back to face this guy. But you know what? A few people are saying, I don't know. I don't know about this. I'm yeah. wondering, are they scared of Nate? Are they scared of Nate? Or do we want to really make yeah. this a big show? Let me, let me ask I'll you something. The WNBF yeah. champ. WNBF champ. What's his name? Was it Whitaker last year? We don't even know no, his name. Was, I know. Uh, no. That, uh, that might have been Whitaker the year before. We know Whitaker. Yeah. The new guy. We don't, even know his, we don't even know his name. The PNBA no. winner. Who is he? What's his name? Oh, that that uh, I, I, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> ANBF. Who's the champ? Okay. Yeah, ANBF champion. Not a clue. ANBF champion is Siobhan Cunningham. And then you've got okay. David K. David K. Yeah. Class act, one of the best bodybuilders in the world right now. Legitimately won the last contest. I saw the judging panel. I saw the videos. Here's Everything okay? No, I lost you for a second. Go ahead. Okay, you got me now? Yes. Okay, so I, I saw David Kay at the other show. When David Kay walks around, 
he looks good. It's when David K strikes poses that yes. the masterpiece comes out. And that's the difference between a guy like David K and somebody else. He's got to present his body to bring out his best. And when he does, he nails it. And he is extremely hard to beat. Okay. It's one of the best guys out there. Uh, okay. Okay. Here's the hold, thing. Hold on. You take hold a look on, at. Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm getting badgered for, uh, by our listeners uh, for forgetting Sh- Siobhan being the winner. So my apologies to Siobhan. That's my <laughs> bad. I dropped the ball on that one. Uh, yes, I, I'm well aware. I've got to tell you something. Of a sh- Right. Yeah, go Siobhan ahead. Cunningham, Siobhan Cunningham, I've met him, I've talked to him. Siobhan Cunningham is a warrior. The guy is a competitor. I, I think he's fantastic. I think he works hard. He looks amazing. He's one of those guys that if you put Siobhan Cunningham right next to David Kay and they're just standing there, Siobhan wins, hands down. But when they start mm-hmm. posing... When they start posing, it's a different story. I'm going to tell you, I saw Siobhan Cunningham in Buffalo uh, September. And I'm like, that's not the Siobhan I'm used to. He's off. If Siobhan sharpens up and looks unbelievably ripped and keeps his muscle, I don't think anyone can beat him. He yeah, he's got some great muscles. He's he's unbelievable. I'm not going to knock Siobhan. You know what? That was arguable. That contest, first and second, I'm telling you right now, I saw David Kay. I could see Siobhan looking at David Kay and going, no, I'm bigger than you. I'm better. Yeah, but that's in the relaxed position. Siobhan, you're totally right. You win. But when it comes down pose for pose, the judges deemed David the winner. Let's leave it at that. It's debatable. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it exciting. That's what makes the sport exciting. I'd love to see them go head-to-head as well. Again, let's do it again, right? Let's put the politics yes. aside and let's do it again. And I'll tell you right now, my goal is this. The judging panel that we have, I would love to announce the judging panel one month before and saying, these are who they are. Here's their credentials. We are going to do a live stream of this thing so you can see it yourself. And you can decide for yourself who the winner is. And then we can see the uh, scorecards afterwards. I'm going to tell you another time that Siobhan and um, another competitor were at it was Brian Whitaker. And again, I looked yeah. at Siobhan and I'm like, oh my goodness, he looks unbelievable. But then there was a moment in time where I was watching the live stream and Brian Whitaker posed his back and Siobhan posed. And I looked at my wife and I said, oh my God, Whitaker just won. And you could hear yeah. the audience go, whoa. That was the X factor that turned it around. And that's why a man who was much smaller won the contest. Again, is it debatable? Of course it is. It was a, was a yeah. politics. Now, you know what? I'm going to give Brian his due diligence. He won that contest. He won that contest on that pose. It shocked me. It freaked me out. It freaked my wife out. It freaked out the whole audience enough to go, wow. And when you get that kind yeah. of response, you won, you won the contest. And we all know contests are won from the back. Does that take away from Siobhan? Siobhan's probably the most winning champion on planet Earth, let's not take it away. From, let's not take away from Siobhan oh, no. in any manner, right? The guy is a world class athlete. There you go. But anyway, back back to Nate Williams. I want to see some people go against him. And to be honest with you, we don't need twenty athletes. We need a solid, rock solid lineup of ten guys. That's all we need. Question is, who's going well, to step up? Go. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, I, I, I said there's a lot of people that talk the talk. But uh, when it comes to stepping on stage with the, with the big boys, uh, they're, they're, they've been found absent. 
<laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. And here's the other thing, too. Kaylin, I don't know if you experienced this last uh, October, November. So we've got the WNBF, you've got the OCB championship, you've got all these championships going on, and here I am, sound like an idiot, on a Saturday, not knowing who's competing, having to rely on Facebook to see who won. I look at the list, and half the names I don't even know, right? Exactly. That's not bodybuilding. That's ridiculous. So here's the deal. What DFAC do, is doing right now is we're building a story. Let's build it now. Let's find out who's entering now. Let's follow their stories. Let's build some characters. You want to build up natural bodybuilding? Let's talk about their personalities. Let's find out who actually is competing. Let's make a big deal out of it. You know, put your money where your mouth is and say you're competing yeah. this year in November against Nate. Let's do it. Let's build up the story. Yeah. Let's put it on live stream. Okay. Let's follow these guys over the next couple months. We'll put them on live stream. And let's see what happens versus me being the idiot looking on a Saturday night to see who won the contest. That's, that's not, not due diligence on a promoter's part. To even see I know. competing. Yes. I totally agree. I, I, you know, and I'm I, telling I, you right now, we're, we're doing that. One of the questions we have for this show that we got before, <laughs> when they saw that you were coming on and you had information, one of the questions, this is from Tina. And she was asking, why don't we ever have a top 10 listing preseason and then a top 10 final postseason? And I said, that, that's a legitimate question. So, Tina, you know, great job for, sure for thinking about something. But, you know, sure why thing. is it taking so long to have a, a top 10? I know. I'll tell you what. Uh, next week on the DFAC website and through social media, we're releasing a poster that I sent you on the Masters Championship Face-Off. World Finals Masters Championship Face-Off. And you know who's on the poster, right? You've got yeah, David Wolf. Wolf. Sorry, we've got Sean Wolf. Sean Wolf, two-time champion, coming back. We've got Daz Cooper. Phenomenal. This, is guy, this guy's the Tom Platts of England. He's coming back. I've got Will Usher, world-class athlete on the poster. We've got Steve Subcliffe from New York. I don't know if you've heard of him. That oh, guy wow. is a top-notch, bone-ripped competitor. And then we've got David Hanna, I believe their first winner, who's coming back. All five guys are coming back to this contest. They're already on the poster. We're building a story already. People are going to tune in because go. we know who the competitors are. That's exciting. Versus, again, you don't being know the idiot taking a look on a Saturday night. Exactly. Uh-huh. So let's promote this sport. Let's promote it just like the olden days where Arnold Schwarzenegger and Franco Colombo and Louis uh, Frigno made bodybuilding. Guess what? It was the athletes who made bodybuilding. It wasn't the promoters. And I'm telling you right yeah. now, you're, he- you're hearing from a guy who's not a promoter. I don't care if I make zero money because I'm not in it for money. Neither is Vicky McCann. We're in it as athletes to put on the best show possible. And if people can get excited about that, the athletes are taking over the natural bodybuilding world, and we will truly unite, and we're going to have a kick-ass show in November in sunny Miami. I, I, I hear you. Uh, Shout-out to uh, Vicky since you brought her up. I can segue perfectly. Sheila says uh, <laughs> some of those posters and pictures she's been posting, she's got some of the nicest blues and natural bodybuilding. So uh, shout out to Vicky for having some real nice. 
whoever the photography is, very creative backdrops. I've seen some of them, so I know what Sheila's talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know what's funny? Now, it was uh, years ago that uh, – go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I, w- I was just going to piggyback what you were saying. Go ahead. Okay, so one of the most exciting contests a, a few years back was uh, Kiyoshi Moody, his last year competing. I got to tell you something uh-huh. about Kiyoshi. You know, whatever you think of Kiyoshi, I will tell you this. It was his last year competing, and he announced it was his last year. And people could say, well, it's the politics. He's going to win, blah, blah, blah. Kiyoshi Moody got on the horn, and he contacted every single pro athlete you could think of. I know this because he contacted me as well and said, brother from Canada, you coming out to compete against me? I want you out, brother. Come on out. Let's make this a big event. Mm-hmm. Right? Not a lot of people showed up. The Australian guys showed up. Those guys are fantastic. I'd love to see them at the world in Miami. You know what? To be honest with you, I think they need a change. You talk oh. about uh, Waddington and uh, Figuera? Oh, yeah. Waddington, Figuera. Okay. I would throw in uh, Bryce as well. They're welcome in yes. Miami. They are welcome in Miami. Let's make a change because it's the same guys all the time at the Natural Olympia, right? It's the same guys. Why not bring them to a different scene and go against the big boy himself, Nate Williams? So then here's the deal. There you go. Kiyoshi says, Kiyoshi makes the challenge out. Hardly anybody accepts it. I love the fact that they live streamed it, but you know who did step up? Philip Ricardo. Who else? Yeah. The man himself, Philip Ricardo. And I got to tell you, the buildup to that story was huge. It was the best event around because you had somebody accepting a challenge. There was big news about yeah. it. You knew the contest was coming. Nowadays, it's a secret. Why should it be a secret? Let's bring it out. Let's make it exciting. Let's make bodybuilding what it should be, like it was in the old days. Let's bring yeah. it back. Let's bring back the, uh, the excitement. Well, I think the only person that really gave it a shot was that charlatan that did the Cronus. And uh, he threw the boots with that one, and it pissed a lot of people off because, you know, that could have been the big show, the big stage, that could because he basically was saying he would do for all the organizations, you know, he'd honor their, their thing. But then when the push came to shove, he, he backpedaled faster than most of Bugs Bunny and uh, the, the Wiley Coyote cartoon. And it was embarrassing. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. Oh, exactly. Now, here's the thing, though. This is what's embarrassing, okay? These people are making big money with some of these big contests. Yet, in 1975, they came up with Pumping Iron. Forty uh-huh. years later, with social media live streaming, 40 years later, we're back in the basements. Like, come on now. Yeah. Let's tell a story. We have the wherewithal to tell a story and make this potentially the biggest contest around. Yeah, why are we not yeah. doing it? Hey, listen, I'm going to invite every organization. You know, if you want to be a part of this, from a standpoint of sending your athletes, do it. Guess what? We're not taking away your profits. Money's going back no. to the athletes. Money's going back to the well, athletes. See, now, right? That, that, and you can I have more than one show. It's not a big that's deal. That's we alluded to at the beginning of the show, is there are a lot of organizations that say they cater to the athletes, but if you put the attention on the athlete, then you're not really addressing what you – I mean, you're addressing what you should be addressing, but it's almost like they, they feel they're giving too much credit to the athlete for competing. And I'm saying, well, isn't that the point? Darn right it is. 
long as they're so, clean. You know, yes, yes. And I said, you know, like, as long as you're not parading there, around there a former drug user. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the biggest things is, uh, and, and you know, it's, it, it seems like every time toward the end of the year, there's some well-known individual that gets caught cheating and, and failing the drug test and then, you know, making a big spiel about it. And, you know, they were robbed, they were cheated, and I'm going to sue. And then nothing ever comes about it because they figure, well, the season, the off-season will happen and people will forget about it. And then they just show up in another organization. I mean, there's there's things that definitely need to be corrected. There's things that definitely need to be fixed because this can simply not be allowed, especially when the organizational head should be the first to get that information of a drug failure. Because who would? How can you truly promote natural bodybuilding if you're giving someone a second chance and they just failed last year? Okay, so my my take on it is this: the moment you put on drug free or natural on your posters and you go there with taking those athletes, you're crossing a fine line. You're actually prostituting the business. Yes. You're, you're doing to much it. more damage than you're helping. I, I can say that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, well, okay. I, I, like I said, we have listeners and they, they, they write in, especially when they find out, cause you know, they have a uh, certain like, they have certain organizations that do post the drug failures, and they're saying they failed here, but they're competing here. I thought they failed, and so we do the research <laughs> yes. and we find out, yeah, yeah, they failed. They they most definitely failed. Well, they said they were cheated, they were robbed, there was something wrong with the test, and then you find out that they do a B sample, and a lot of people don't understand that, but it's basically a retest, and they still fail because the same uh, drug, because there's certain drugs that just don't die. I mean, I don't care how the, the shelf life is. They're just going to hang around because they're they're so foreign to the body and to the system that they stand out a mile mm-hmm. away. And so there's yep. no discussion about the failure. You're basically be arguing the process it was done. But I'm saying, you know, if anybody knows mm-hmm. anything about drug tests, they know <laughs> that, that that's just not going to stick around unless it's truly in your system. So, you know, that to me... It, it's like, okay, if they fail, shouldn't you even question that when seeing their name on your list for competitors? That's like, okay, mm-hmm. I know there are certain that are identical, but if the face matches the name of the failure, then, you know, why are they still being accepted? And I know the defect doesn't do that. I, we, you know, we covered that on one of the shows last year where, you know, they let her know ahead of time, you know, and it, it's you, you, you've taken a banned substance, so, you know, we can't compete. And she was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, close. To, she was related to one of the guys in the, in the defect, and it broke her heart that, you, that she couldn't do it, but it went about the right way of getting it done. That's the way it has mm-hmm. to go. It's gonna, yes. you know, there's going to be some heartbreak. There's going to be some frustration. But the truth is the mm-hmm. truth, and you can't basically bury it in the hopes that, you know, no one will find out. Come on. We we got to be real about exactly, this. If the sport's going to increase, <laughs> then we have to make sure that we are natural athletes. And I, you know, I, I've spoken to Vicky; she's been on the show, and one of the conversations we had is is how guilty is a natural athlete for doing what they know is clean? And I'm saying never. And you, you don't have to exactly. walk around. And, you know, I've had people go through my gym bag. I've had people, you know, go through my stuff to see where my syringes were or my. Then I'm thinking, go ahead. But you should have just asked me instead of basically becoming a thief 
and stealing my bag because you you could go to jail for that. But you know, it just asks and I'll hold my bag anytime. Hey, if you want to check my car, that's yep. fine too. So you know, there, there's no guilt yep. to a natural athlete, and there's nothing to hide. So I don't understand the Absolutely. fear of water testing if you're a natural athlete. I mean, let's just get back and that's because that's there's there's seven questions. I'm, okay, there's Mark. Uh, there's Tina, there's Daryl, there's Sylvia. It, it, everybody's saying, you know, why is WADA such a, a curse if we're really talking about natural athletes? Okay, but now let's talk about let's talk about the real issue here. Okay, you got a guy. I saw him recently, and it's amazing. He um, he competed in a contest, and he was a lot smaller about a year and a half ago. He got big. He got big. Okay, and he posed, and I noticed he wasn't posing on one side. He was posing on the other. And you notice the gynecomastia on his left nipple. Okay. He posted some pictures on Facebook. He posted some pictures on Facebook. He didn't have that gynecomastia or that size before that. Yet my fellow natural pros, some of them, are saying, way to go, champ. Well done, champ. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. What fraternity do I belong to? Shouldn't we be just maybe even just staying quiet if we want to be politically correct and not saying a word because this guy cheated. Moment you yes. take that stuff, go to the, go to the NPC, go do something different. Don't step on a natural stage. If you're that weak minded that you need to step on a natural stage, we're done. And as far as uh, the defect goes, if I see it and somebody like that isn't tested, I quit. I'm done. But I'll tell you right now, Vicky McCann and I, are exactly on the same wavelength as is Rich Fitter, it's not going to happen. You want to compete clean? Come to the DFAC. I know that sounds like a sales job, only I'm not making any money, so I'm willing to say it. There you go. Kayla, I was hoping to have people actually talk to me here on the radio. We can't have somebody Uh, call in? uh, They they send messages, and, and I refer them to you. Because we still have right some what people else that, uh, when they get on air, they can be pretty vulgar <laughs> and say things that should not be said on the air, and um, we're still uh, trying, to, trying to find to filter that out. Yeah, so uh, I would you know, love to, are, to to address those. Yes, and uh, hit me with one, another one, Kevin. Hit me with another one. Okay, the next one is is about the defect, and uh, they need to know the information they the show. Uh, we, we, we we basically spoke about the show, upcoming show, but we didn't give the, the, all the information about uh, how to get there and how to compete other than, you know, basically uh, qualifying. Okay. So with regards to the Amateur World Super League, November 10th, Miami. Um, I'll tell you right now, we're going to have some challenges because the way it's going right now, the messages I'm getting right now, people are wondering how they're going to qualify. I would love to see them support some of our local defect shows. So we've got a couple in the Midwest. We have one out uh, in Connecticut, fantastic promoter, honest, good guy. I'd love to see them compete in defect. Okay. Having said that, you're going to have some people in California that want to be a part of it. You want I've got a guy from Turkey who wants to compete. So in that case, again, you got to prove that the organization is legit. You got to place top three after which they submit through the website Um, and it's on there. You click a few links, and you're on the website, and you submit the information. From there, we process. We take a look at where these athletes are from, where they've come from, what organization they've come from, what place they got, and then we validate it. Here's the problem. 
we can't afford to have four or 500 athletes at this show. It ruins the integrity of the show. So to be honest with Mm -hmm. you, this has never been done before. This has never been done before. So I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen, but we are going to cap it to some degree. As I said, I'm thinking probably 180, somewhere around there. Okay. Right. Between the, between the pro and the amateur show. But the way to qualify is you've got to show that you've placed in the top two, top three, sorry. In a legit mm-hmm. contest, open, open division, not a novice division, open division. You have to show that you have qualified. As far okay, as the okay. pros are concerned, the pros. Go ahead. Um, if you are a legitimate pro with a legitimate drug-free organization, you are more than welcome to compete with us. It's that simple. You better come in shape. Because the competition is fierce. I just nailed down um, a conversation with a wonderful lady, female bodybuilder. I've got a couple actually on the go that are very excited. And you know what they said to me? They said, Tom, you know what? Every promoter promises us the same thing, that we're going to make a big deal about a female bodybuilding. And I'm like, you know what? I hear you. You've been let down before. Let's promote yeah. every division. Okay, I'm talking about Nate Williams, but the fact is we've got some killer figure athletes, some amazing women's athletic, men's athletic, which is basically the physique category, right? Um, You've got an awesome bikini champion. I'm promoting them to the extent that I can. Everybody's going to get equal exposure over the next eight, nine months. We're going to build up stories, right? But the bottom line is pros need to step up and say, I'm in. They can't yes. shy, shy away and say, you know what, I might sneak up if I'm ready. You know what, make a commitment. Make a commitment now. Just say, I'm going to do it. Let's do this. Let's get serious about it. The Mr. Olympia is the one contest that Bill Heath enters. It's the only one he really enters, and he prepares for it. I'm telling some of these top bodybuilders right now, these top pros and top bikini athletes and top figure athletes, make a commitment now to come to the world's. And just say, okay. I'm doing it. I got a question. And, and, and this one's from uh, Richie. And Richie says, with the undercutting that's been done to the athletes, isn't it kind of unfair to ask them to help promote something that they're never promoted with? The undercutting of athletes, meaning what do you mean? Meaning that, you know, basically they win the show – and if they're lucky, they get their face on a poster, but then they're basically not addressed as winners or pros for the rest of the year. That's pretty disgusting. Take a look at the website unfold over the next couple months, and you're going to see the exact opposite with DFAC. I want to tell people stories. I've got uh, Zoe um, on the website right now, and Zoe is taking on six military athletes, for free. She's coaching them for free. And she's, I don't know if she's bringing them to the world. People need to hear about that. They need to know that she's a world champ. She's fantastic. The people need to know that she's doing this. They need to know the story. I'm willing to tell the story. I've got seven interviews. Um, I've got questions out to them. We'll put it on the website. We'll make a big deal. We'll promote them in the contest. Just watch and see. They deserve that. Yes. So in, as okay. far as undercutting, no, 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 we're, we're overcutting. Okay. This is from Bill, and it's basically a similar one from Casey, so I'll just paraphrase both. Uh, with the trust issues of the competitors really trusting the organizations, 
is this a long-term thing or is this expected to happen in the year? With the, the, uh, the li- This is long-term. This is long-term. And the only way it happens is if you, uh, you prove yourself as a promoter, right? Yes. I mean, you got to put faith in it. Well, put it this way. How is it working right now with some of the other organizations? <laughs> How's it working? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you weren't good. So the fact the, the 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 fact is here, yeah, <laughs> the fact is here it is. We're we're not for profit. You know, it's if somebody's going to uh, join into the contest, fantastic. If they're not, there's nothing I can do about it. it, it it's it's their issue, right? Um, I'd love to see them come out and and try DFAC. And I'm telling you right now, we won't let them down. All right, we got a lot of listeners loving your accent. And I'm going to basically do a, 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 a promotion of Vicky and, and the page of Midwest Muscle Videos because, yeah, yeah you got go it. to the arc, and I just want you to hear Vicky speaking back when when we were all in Miami, when we had Proyo down there, and she was speaking about the passion of the athlete and how she was addressing that, and every year she's found a way to improve on that. So now with what you're saying, you know, I'm I'm saying this is not some someone that basically said it and then walked away and hope people forgot. She's been speaking this year after year and her heart is stayed mm-hmm. in it. So, you know, talk to that. But if you want to hear it and not just hear it from us, you can go to the Midwest Muscle Archive on the on the YouTube page and you can see it there and listen to this woman speak from the heart. And this is after the a year is done of competing. This is the final show, the DFAC World. And if you're not an organizational head, then you don't know the struggles they go through. Because trust me, there's a lot of being and complaining that uh, you don't get to hear that they do because people feel that they should have won because they look their best when really they look their best but not first place. There is a difference, and I'll put it out there. But mm-hmm. um, True. you've got some uh, big shoes to fill, and uh, the people are wanting to believe you. But I think what's happening, especially with what, what you know, what Bill just said. With being, you know, it, are you willing to invest the time and the years to gain that trust from the athletes so they'll know it's not just lip service? Because I think that's what's become the normal in the industry, which is sad in itself. But the fact that they even have to ask this question, because a lot of the, uh, I, I'm not going to give last names because I'm sure our, the organizational heads would love to look them up so they could basically put them on the political mm-hmm. don't list. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, here's the thing. It's Tom Kayat, K-I-A-T. Look me up. If you've got a question, address it. Talk to me directly. I'm willing to talk. I'm willing there to answer go. questions any time. Okay, they're, they're saying we missed that question about the uh, the show, the date, and uh, the location. So uh, let's get back to that one. <laughs> okay, so we've got Saturday, November 10th, James L. Knight Center, Miami. If they go to www.drugfreeathletescoalition.com, it is all there. We do not have a starting time yet or an end time, but we do have the location. We've got an address to the location. I believe we may or may not have hotel information just yet because it is far away, but uh, yeah, this is the big show. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, you, you Sounds like good. you said you've got your pastors. You're covering the pros. You're covering the amateurs. 
and you're covering the ladies. Uh, now, is that pro-am or is that just uh, the pros? Are, are, you know, because I, I think sometimes we get it confused when we start speaking about masses, like if that is masses only, if this is a, a whatever only. So uh, let's let's just clarify right. that so the ladies aren't confused. Okay, so we've got the the two segments. We've got the, the two divisions, amateur and pro, right? Um, yes. As far as the amateurs are concerned, oh, my goodness, we've got so many different categories. I mean, you do have the team category. You do have, like, under-23 categories. Um, you do have the over-50 category, the Masters over-40, the open division. We have all of that. It's all on the website. As far as a pro-am, we're not doing that. We're doing two separate divisions. There's going to be an amateur bikini. There's going to be an amateur athletic. There's going to be an amateur uh, women's bodybuilding. There's going to be a pro women's bodybuilding. No um, sorry? I said no crossover. No crossover. You're there to compete in the division that you've selected, and you better be ready. There you go. This crossover business? Come on. Come on. Pay an extra $40. <laughs> The promoter puts it in their pocket, and then you get to compete in another. So no, that doesn't that doesn't work. That doesn't fly with us. Forget it. No way. No crossovers. There you go. Okay, I'll let you finish. That was just one that was coming up repeatedly, so I wanted to get it out there so they think that they know I'm listening. <laughs> no, you're there to focus, and you better be serious because it's going to be steep. It's going to be tough, right? Um, to be honest with you, all the classes are on the website. Um, and Vicky's probably more in tune with some. I, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to say something and get it wrong because there are a lot of no, classes. No, they, I believe we have a. Uh... Sorry? Give the website, please. Uh, yeah, so www.drugfreeathletescoalition.com. There you go. It's an exciting website, website, and if you watch it regularly. If you watch the website regularly, you're going to see that it changes up. So many of these natural websites are static. It's the same information for six months. This changes every week. Well, there you go. There's always something okay, new now, on there, right? There's always something new. Go ahead. The next question is dealing with the uh, drug testing again. And we, we've covered it, but I think we've got some late, uh, late listeners coming in about the uh, the water testing. Why is it such a big issue? Okay, I'm sorry. This is from Dale. Why is it such a big issue for everyone that's in natural bodybuilding to have a standard format for drug testing if we're all dealing with natural athletes? Okay. Why is it such a – I don't make a big issue out of it. You come to the DFAC, it's WADA, end of story. Be ready. Take a look at the list. I'm not making a big issue out of it at all. That's how we test. Yeah. Bottom line. I think, I think people make a big issue out of this whole standardizing water, which it is legit, to cover, yeah. to uh, deflect, deflect from the real issue, which is getting the organizations to actually unite into one. And that's never going to happen. So we talk about drug standards. Again, ours is simple. Come to DFAC. Mm-hmm. And your water tested, and here's our list. Yeah, that's it. It, it really, it really could not be a, that not simple. a big deal. Let, let's it be is. honest. It, it really could be that simple. 
People make it a big issue to un, to uncover the real issue. And the real issue is there's 19 different natural bodybuilding organizations and the talent is diluted and everybody gets a pro card and it's all Mickey Mouse and it's embarrassing. So we're changing it. Well, there you go. Okay, now this next one is uh, on, on the female side and it's wanting to know about, you know, what is the criteria <laughs> Because some of the defect names are different from the other organizations. I think the criteria is pretty much spot on for what you expect. I think that's on the website as well. So if people want to look at that, they can direct that. But is there new? Is there any new information that might be coming out on the classes that the competitors need to be made aware of? I'll tell you what. I think Vicky makes a video on the website that is rock solid, bang on. Watch the video. You're getting it from Vicky, the founder of the organization, versus, versus a male athlete, a male bodybuilder. Uh-huh. Get it from Vicky's mouth. Go to the video, watch the video, and you're going to get it firsthand. Well, and I hate go. to deflect that way, but that's the best thing you could do. Yes, because, you know, like, then it, it takes all, all basically uh, misinformation or misunderstanding out of the scenario, and you're dealing with basically a visual aid. And that's very important because I know I, I had, when, when I was in school, I had a lot of trouble with math until I played a game of pool, and then it all made sense. And I was thinking, boy, I should have played pool all those years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, this was to you, Tom, it's saying, you know, since you're going to be uh, helping out with this kind of information, is there ever a chance they'll see you on stage again? <laughs> I think I'm going to be ready in three weeks. I'm almost ready. I'm almost ready to compete. But I'll tell you one thing. I know this sounds biased, but I'm not going to do any other show than DFAC. No. I don't, I don't, sorry to say this, I don't trust the other organizations. I don't. So I'm, going to stand, I'm going to stand by what I believe in. I'm competing in DFAC. That's it. Well, there you go. If you are where your heart is, then uh, that's where you got to be. Now, when uh, yeah, when when I, I'm sorry, Tanya, that was my bad. I didn't give your name. My uh, my bad on that one. Um, this one is from Carl, and he wants to know about you know what what is the intent of competitors getting qualified, and I think he's not understanding that because it seems pretty cut and dry to me of uh, of being qualified. Well, I'll let you answer that. I won't answer that for you. Okay. A lot of people call their events the world championships. In order to call yourself a world championship, number one, you need to have people outside of North America competing in your contest. And if you're a world championship organization or an organization putting on a world championship, you have to have some qualifiers. Otherwise, it's not a world championship. It's just a contest that's called a world championship. So basically, we want the best of the best. If you're fourth in a novice contest, guess what? You don't qualify. Yeah. This is the world. This is the world. I'll sound on that because I I really, like, when I I competed at Defect World, like I said, that was the first and only international show I've done (laughs) where you have other countries other physiques and other styles, but I'm telling you, when you're talking about competing against the best, 
you truly grasp the understanding of what that means. Because, you know, like I said, you can do well in high school, you can do well in college, but when you make the pros, it's a big step up. And it, that's I would liken that to basically qualifying because you're going up against the best of the best. And that's a big difference than doing just a local show mm-hmm. and placing well. I mean, granted, granted mm-hmm. that's not a slap against a local show or any local athlete. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about everybody or is just above and beyond what you would expect, then you know what competition is. So, you know, I, I hope exactly. you understand. And, I, I, you know, guys, it's not a slap against fourth place. It's just saying if we're asking for the best to show up, then wouldn't it be right to basically qualify them to ensure that they can? Because it would be – the slap in the face would be more against the first through third and then having a fourth-place physique that still hasn't grasped what it takes to be in the top three, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kalen, you and I are on the same wavelength entirely. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> I think a lot of us see it that way, right? I don't know yeah. why things are getting clouded. To me, it's uh, pretty cut and dry. Well, I think. Like and Kalen, the only way. No, go ahead, Tom. I was just going to say the only way a super show is going to happen is if the athletes say we're doing a super show. You yes. take the pros from these top organizations and they say, well, listen, we're going to meet up at this location. And, you know, uh, proximity is a big part of it. You have a person in the West Coast, let's face it, we're pros, but we're not really pros. I don't make any money as a pro bodybuilder. It costs money to True. compete, right? So, so for me to fly mm-hmm. out to Arizona is going to cost me money. I might recoup my money if I win first or second place. But that's the risk yes. to take. So pro comes with, it's a qualification that's earned. Okay, so when people say, hey, listen, I'm a pro. I want to win my $5,000. Yeah, but you're, you're coming to the event by yourself. You're not bringing anybody in some cases. Then you've got the first-time yeah. competitor who brings her, brings her whole family, right? Now there's all of a sudden funds for, prize, for prizes, right? Because that person put butts in the seat, right? So a lot yeah. of these pros are a little bit of the, the prima donna sort where, oh, you know what, I better get my prize money. Do it for the sport. Do it for the competition, Right, so you look at uh, yeah. the fierce competitors out uh, out in Australia. Those guys are friggin' awesome. I would love to see them come to Miami. I would love to see the the walls of the organizations come down and people say, you know what, this guy's actually for real. Let's do this contest. Let's do this contest in Miami. Let's settle it once and for all. Who is the best? Only the athletes are going to decide on a super show. Promoters will never get together and make it happen yeah. because there's too, there's too many vested interests. And I hope I'm wrong and I'll still encourage promoters to come out and bring their athletes or if somebody else would want to host it on the right terms, let's do it. I don't care, but let's yeah. do it for the good of the athletes with transparent judging, with legit drug testing, zero politics, keep the cost down and make promises that you're going to keep. That's it. Do that, and uh, you win the athlete. Yes. And there's one disclaimer I have to put in there because I think a lot of people are still learning the process of organizations and the criteria. A lot of times 
people misunderstand politics for someone basically doing their research and coming in doing what the, is expected in the criteria of that organization. I'm I'm still a little bit dismayed that the athletes aren't doing the research and due diligence they need to to find out more about the organization they're competing. I, that's like showing up to the job in the wrong uniform. I've always felt that way. Uh, it makes no sense to me. You know, if, if you're supposed to wear a brown outfit, then you get that brown outfit and you sport it well. It doesn't make sense to mm-hmm. basically wear blue and say, this is the best color for me, and I can't understand why they're not accepting it. That's, to me, that's, that's just a misunderstanding and, and, and just running in ignorance. But there are times where, you know, people are asking or organizations are asking to pledge loyalty, and I'm thinking, well, that's not really fair to the athlete because they're saying, well, when, when, did, it, when did it come back to me where you pledged your loyalty to me? So, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. it can be one-sided and it's unfair, like you said, and that's the politics that become an issue. But if you're not, as an mm-hmm. athlete, if you're not basically researching the criteria for the organization, that's like not expect, not checking what drugs are banned and, and finding out that you failed. So, you know, there's a lot of, it, it goes both ways, and I love the fact that DFAC ensures that it goes both ways. We'll address you, you address me and we'll find something in the middle that basically makes a first-place athlete. I love that about yep. the DSAC, and I've always loved that. And, I, you know, I've always loved the passion that comes from the heads because that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. If you really make a positive movement, you have to be positive in yourself, and that comes from mm-hmm. the head and the lead because that's why they're leaders, and I think people forget that. If you're a leader, then you can't be promoting negativity and expect positive to come from it. I've never seen a scientific equation that makes that happen, but, hey, I might be wrong. Just prove me. But, uh, you know, last question of the night, because, you know, we're, we're, we're getting pretty in there. And this is from, uh, but, but they just put concerned uh, athlete. So I'm, I'm guessing they went to hide their name, so I won't say it. I won't say it. it says, I, I hope that person the, contacts me, by the way. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure the reference that. But they, they're wondering, is there a day coming to where there will be basically standardized drug testing and a super show that really brings in all the top-name athletes? I think that's a reference back to the top ten pre and post. I think that, that's, that's not really a big thing to, uh, to start get started because basically – we know the top athletes in the industry, and if they were ever to set on set foot on stage on the same stage, I think it would be nice to have. As a, as a fan, I would yes. love to see. That. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Now, having said, sure. Now, having said that, the bottom line is the person who was the person, uh, the man three years ago, may not be the man anymore. You know, what have yes. you done for me lately? Right, mm-hmm. right now, I'm telling yes. you, Nate Williams. Nate Williams is probably the top dog. And until you face Nate Williams and prove yourself on that stage, you're not the top guy. Nor is Nate Williams at this point because he hasn't won either. Right? Exactly. On any given yeah. day, David, David K could come in and blow him away. Who knows? But I've seen some uh, recent developments with Nate Williams, and he's looking pretty scary. There's a guy, um, uh, what's his name? I saw a picture of him. He looked phenomenal. I don't know enough about him. Sam Watt. You look at a guy like, uh, okay. is it Ray Clark? Ray Clark yeah. is looking phenomenal right now. I would love to have him at the show. 
Um, Jay Johnson, holy smokes, a miniature natural Sean Ray. The guy is phenomenal. There's a lot of guys. Yes. Matthews, I forgot, his, I forgot his first name. Matthews, the Orton Cup contest should have beaten Moji, who, by the way, is when, when Moji comes in shredded, I don't think anyone can beat Moji with his posing no. routine and DFAC's uh, um, focus on posing as a part of the scoring. Moji's dangerous. But there's a lot of good yeah. guys. We're only going to know when the athletes step up. November 10th, why not? Bring it. And you, you, you basically listed some top-quality natural athletes. And Moji... Well, here's I'm the problem. You, I probably forgot are, some, right? Yeah. But Moji's posing... For anyone who I forgot, oh, he's, he's probably the best in the industry. I'd say Philip Ricardo might be a close second. And here's the thing. I'm talking about the male bodybuilders because I'm part of that fraternity. But the fact is, you've got yeah. some unbelievable female athletes that, hey, you know what? They can carry on a super show on their own and knock the audience's feet off, right? Because they're phenomenal as well, yeah. and we're going to see that on uh, November 10th. Yeah, I just don't well, talk about it as much we, because that's not my fraternity, that. right? We, we, we've already got female listeners loving Vicky's glutes, so that lets you know they're paying attention. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> well, Tom, you know, we're toward the end of the show, so I want you to give – we'll give you that time to do your shout-out. Um, great job on the show, and I'm glad that you were able to answer a lot of the questions as we were going through it without me having to ask. So, listeners, I didn't use your name simply because he covered the question before we, I was able to ask it. So uh, give your shout-out to whoever's been helping you and supporting you to make sure you've gotten this far and basically getting you through the future. Right on. Well, first off, I'd like to appreciate the fact, I appreciate the fact that you actually gave me this time, Kalen, so thank you. Um, as far as the DFAC organization, Vicky McCann and Rich Fitter are rock solid. I'd like to include Mike Lepowski in that conversation as well, but they are rock solid leaders, total integrity. Um, I look forward to working with them. Uh, and then it's, it's my fraternity of bodybuilding brothers and sisters that I look forward to meeting on November 10th. This is why I'm doing it. I want to put them in the spotlight for once, like they truly deserve. Yeah, they're put in the spotlight, but let's do it right this time. Right? Yeah. And obviously, uh, my, my friends and family around me, I, you know, they're the ones that keep me going and say, you know what, we're going to put up with Tom's 20, 30 hours a week of helping out DFAC. Because I do put in that time in addition to my teaching job because I am passionate about this and I want to make things right. So, Kaylin, that's, that's it for me. If people want to reach me, this interview doesn't end now. You want to reach me, it's Tom Kiat, K-I-A-T. Uh, look me up on social media, send me a messenger, DM me, whatever. I'll am more than be willing to answer questions anytime, anytime. I'm okay, an open uh, book. One, one last thing. Do you have an email? Uh, yep, tom.k at drugfreeathletescoalition.com is probably the best way to reach me. Okay. Regarding, body, regarding bodybuilding matters. Yep, tom.k. There we go. Yeah, you got it. All right. Uh, Kaylin, thank so you very much. much, brother. Great job, man. Great job. Uh, you, you put out a lot of information, and you did it in a way they could understand. That's a blessing. I think the only question they had was about the qualifier, and you explained that. And then uh, the one question you really can't ask, because you're doing what you're supposed to do, and that's about the drug testing, because this is something that's been in, implemented since the defect started. 
So I don't think that question was basically addressed to you, just more why not on unification of everyone and basically getting a standard Frustration. I think that's an exactly. ongoing question. Frustration. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's confusing to the ones that say, well, what's the big deal if you're natural? You know, why do you need an exemption for this or this or this if you're a natural athlete? I think all of us have been scratching our head on that one and why people feel a need to basically say, well, you know, this, this illegal drug, it's because it's prescribed is okay, but this one, you know, that we can't have that at all ever. So I, you know, it it does cause well, yeah. it lose the natural athlete, but I don't think the defect is the, where you're going to get an answer because you're not the ones doing that. Exactly. So yeah, so that's that. Listeners, I'm, I'm glad you guys were asking the question, but I think you're asking the wrong person. Um, I thank you for being concerned, and I thank you for being concerned about the natural athletes. And I, I I'm glad that you guys can agree with what Tom has been saying because he's speaking from the heart about everything he said. So, you know, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Tom. God bless you, and have a great night, man, because I know you're out on the on on a different time zone, so it's getting pretty late yep. for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. My pleasure, though. My pleasure. All right. Any last words and thoughts, buddy? Uh, just thank you very much, Kalen. I'm looking forward to seeing the athletes uh, come November 10th. There you go. All right, brother. Have a great night. Have hey, a good you too, one. Buddy. Take care. You too. That was Tom. He did a great job. I'm, I'm glad you guys are listening. I, I love your passion about some of the questions that we had, especially the ones considering, considering and concerning uh, natural athletes as a whole, the, the whole thing about the natural industry and being drug-free. I know that's very important to you because you put your faith and hope, faith and hope in good athletes being natural because that gives you a chance to have something to aspire to. So, you know, God bless you for asking and really appreciate it. On behalf of Desiree, P-Boys, Galen Patterson, and we are out.